Bodies there to slow him down, picks up that momentum. Big guy to bring down. Again, quick tempo, and picked off at the one-yard line. That is Watson, out in front. Steve to protect him as well. All the way for the touchdown. Jalen Watson with the pick six of Justin Herbert, who all of the football nerds would just have you believe is really good. It's because they're obsessed with the head coach, Brandon Staley, because he was like a journalist and a dweeb, and then he became a head coach. So it makes all of them think that, hey, I could be a head coach. And then they watch Herbert, like, he could be really good, but then his coach is a moron. This is interesting to see. Uh, your daily sports podcast, news, narratives, takes, and gambling. I have a new segment to debut today. Like, rate, review, subscribe if you like people to watch the show. Uh, since my hiatus, the audience has grown a little bit, and I appreciate all of y'all for that. The segment today that I'm announcing, I think the first one that I'm going to do will be Monday. Uh, the segment is going to be the game nobody watched, and then you can just really sound really smart and be like, oh, yeah, this game happened. It was really cool. So we're going to like somebody's like the game you should have watched or whatever, because, like, you know, most people don't just plug in to uh, NFL Sundays the way that I do, like the Matrix, like it's drugs because it is drugs. We're also going to talk about college football, have a bunch of bets and some takes and some narratives for you guys to watch out for, you know, all the stuff that we do here. But I'm going to begin before we preview or review Thursday Night Football, I'm going to begin with the retirement of Roger Federer, 20 Four years, 20 grand slams, zero match retirements. Never quit in the middle of a match. He is one of the big three. Uh, Novak Djokovic is not in the same category as Roger Federer. And to be frank, neither is Rafael Nadal. Nadal just has this one thing that he's super good at. And it just, Federer, all great heroes have an Achilles heel. His Achilles was the French Open and clay. But Federer, my God. Um, I do think that Serena Williams stole some of his thunder. It was rightly deserved. She stole it, in a, but it's a positive way. It's not like a crime kind of stealing. It's like a good kind of stealing. Uh, Serena never really had this arch nemesis, this rival. And then Djokovic comes in later, for those of you tennis fans, and he's a douchebag and is single-handedly responsible probably for like the death of like hundreds of thousands of people in Europe through a super spreader event. <laughs> Does not care. That's why he was not at the U.S. Open. That's why he's not at the Australian Open and why he will probably never be at the Australian Open. I digress. Uh, he came uh, He came in and became really good, but got a lot better as Federer and Nadal got older than he started winning things once they were too old. But Federer, to me, there was a time in my youth where it was Federer, it was Tiger Woods, it was Miguel Cabrera, it was Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Uh, sports were in an era of true greatness. It was LeBron and Kobe. Like They were only like two or three people that are, are, were really good. Now it seems that some sports, there's still only a handful of people that are good. Uh, but now tennis is wide open. Alcaraz, the Spaniard, big fan. That's my guy. Alcaraz is something special. Okay, let's get to football. Last night, Jalen Watson with the 100-yard pick six of Justin Herbert. And the, the story here, so Jalen Watson, quick background, that guy played at, or he played, he, he went to junior college. He worked at Wendy's while he's trying to figure his shit out. He went to Washington State. Literally worked in fast food. Got a pick six of Justin Herbert last night. The story last night, though, for me, it was the first game on Amazon Prime. You had to be streaming it, which is brilliant because you can't change the channel. And then what makes no sense is that Amazon Prime is advertising for Amazon Prime. Like, bitch, I have it. I'm watching the game. I have it. You have evidence of that by the fact that I'm watching the game. 
irregardless, which is be, has become my favorite bit on this show, that irregardless is a great word. It's not a word. Mm. That's what I say. Uh, the broadcast was great. Kirk Herbstreit is the best color commentator at any sport in the world. He's been doing college football forever. The NFL transition was seamless. And the classic old man partner, he was with Brett Musburger for years. Chris Fowler is great, but Herbstreit with a legend is just the greatest possible booth. They have overtaken all of the other booths for me. Oh, my God. The gap between everybody else and them is enormous. He is great. And he is such he's so good at watching football live on the pick six. The Chargers went hurry up and the tight end had just had a catch and run and he was tired from doing hurry up and he's trying to get off the field and Kirk noticed that he was trying to get off the field and then Herbert tried to throw it to him and the tight end was like, dude, I'm dead. Uh, tight end Gerald Everett, who I told you to pick up in your fantasy leagues, made no effort to chase him down and Herb Street and Michaels were all over it. They still need to work some kinks out between the two of them in terms of like timing or whatever, but wow, they, Kirk Herb Street and Al Michaels, what a booth. I... I was thoroughly entertained. Amazon might have the best broadcast. It was been it's been NBC on Sunday Night Football for years, and I don't I don't know anymore. I think it might be them. I think it might be them. That was amazing. Uh, Brandon Staley is a nincompoop. Um, defensive head coaches are all the same. He hired Joe Lombardi, who wasted Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson. He then went to the Saints, where he got some credit, I guess, but it was clearly Sean Payton and Dan Campbell doing all the heavy lifting there. Their offense looks stupid again. Uh, they should have killed the Falcons, but they didn't. And now Joe Lombardi is wasting Justin Herbert. Awesome. And it's on Brandon Staley for doing that kind of shit. Okay, let's get into uh, some news and some narratives and some things that happened around the league. There's this girl on TikTok. Uh, she is from Denver. I'll pull her up on your screen. There she is. She looks like she's 25, and that's either a filter or quite a bit of spray tan. Uh, she does this series uh, where she tells you what to say to your boyfriend to sound smart about sports, which is great. And she's into gambling and she's trying to have a, a voice in sports, Twitter and, and sports, TikTok, whatever. So she says, take, tell your boyfriend to take the Chargers money line and the under at 54 points. So the over under last night, 54, the under hit, the Chargers did not win money line, but they should have, but Brandon State is an nincompoop. Final score, 27, 24. It was electrifying for those. A lot of people were on the Chargers to cover the spread. And Justin Herbert completes a pass on fourth and long after his ribs broke. If you're a gambler and you had the Chargers, last night was electric. It was electric for gambling. <laughs> so she says, text your boyfriend. Take the Chargers to win the game outright and under 54 points. Here are the replies. They're hilarious. He said, what's the spread? And now I have no idea what to say. That's funny. He asked me what the odds are. And I said, great. <laughs> the odds are great. That's how he knew I had no idea what I was talking about. Bestie, he asked me why those are good bets. Help, what do I say? And then here are some more people. He asked me how much and if I want to do a parlay, save my soul. I'm getting lectured about gambling right now. I accidentally made a bet for $500. What do I do? And she, the original poster responds, let it ride, sis. I love it. Good, good for her, helping people. Those are some of my favorite videos, is genres of uh, people getting texts from their dad and stuff to make their make them seem interested in sports. I did that for a girl once. I told her to text her boyfriend, Mariano. Not, didn't even call him Mariano Rivera. Just Mariano is amazing. It totally worked. Other things from around the NFL yesterday, uh, Matt Ryan became the eighth quarterback in NFL history to reach 60,000 yards last weekend. 
against the Houston Texans. The Hall of Fame put the ball in the Hall of Fame, and the ball number is 28-3-283, which the internet was like, hey, Matt, does that number have any significance to you? <laughs> that, of course, is the score when the Patriots began their comeback in the Super Bowl, which would have been Super Bowl 50-50? I don't know. Somewhere in there. Um, oh, the game last night. Yeah, Derwin James had a oh, suplex. Watch this. Up. So that's Watch why they're going to call him down. He lifts oh him up. That's God. a big man. Watch on Spotify. I'm going to let this play for a second. I'll turn the, turn the audio off. Look at it. He just he just, he just, just picks him up. He's just like, hey, you're not getting this first down. Picks up both legs, two-leg takedown. Uh, looked like a fumble. Ended up not being a fumble. Ground caused the fumble. Last week, Baker Mayfield was playing the Cleveland Browns, and he said it's not a revenge game, dude. It was a revenge game. Big news in college football, and let's get into our college football preview this is such big news. This is such a great deal. ESPN Public Relations tweeted that on Monday, January 9th, in the year of our Lord to be, 2023, the College Football Playoff National Championship will kick off at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank Christ. Oh, my God. Yes. It has been kicking off, I swear, at 9. And it's college football. I can't stay up to 1 to watch Alabama and Ohio State practice against one another. It's just... It's, I mean, I'm watching Alabama and Ohio State play against each other on Sundays. LOL. 7.30, big deal. I can watch all of it and not be that tired now, which is super-duper exciting. Let's go to college football. I've got some bets and some narratives to watch for you and some things that I think are going to happen. Let's find out. Michigan's non-conference schedule is a joke. They're playing UConn this week. Nothing cool will happen there. They are what they are, which is boring. I do have some bets for you, and my bets are my takes. Uh, for tonight, I'm a Wyoming Born and raised in Wyoming. The Wyoming Cowboys are 16 and a half point underdogs against Air Force at home. 16 and a half. That's a lot. And I'll tell you why that's a lot. Because Air Force and Wyoming run the ball. I don't think Air Force is going to have enough possessions to do that. That's just my personal take. Take it or leave it. I think that they're going to cover just by the fact that there, there are not going to be enough possessions for someone to get up by 16. Well, I mean, we'll score a little bit. I would imagine Air Force does win the game in the neighborhood of 24 to 10. 16 and a half? That's like three touchdown spread almost. No, thank you. Absolutely not. There's no chance. Uh, other gambling notes, and these are also associated with takes. We need to start paying attention to the Syracuse Orangemen football. Um, every year, I swear to God... Every year, there is a Power 5 team that comes out of nowhere and ends up being ranked. Caveat, in the SEC, the only eligible team for this uh, accolade is Kentucky. All the other SEC teams are good. Some of them will never be good again, but SEC doesn't count. It always happens in the ACC. It always sometimes happens in the Big Ten. It can happen in the Pac-12. Remember Colorado and Washington? There's always a rando. This year, I swear to God, it's Syracuse. So Syracuse beats UConn last week, 48 to 14. UConn is they, they keep hiring coaches, they keep trying, they just suck. Syracuse annihilates Louisville, 31 to seven. They have Purdue tomorrow at noon. I think Syracuse is this year's Wake Forest, Colorado. What the fuck is this team? I swear to God. So they have Louisville and then Virginia, and then they have NC State on October 16th. Watch, well, pay attention to Syracuse. I have Syracuse covering the spread. They're only favored by a point and a half against Purdue because Purdue's tough. I think they're going to annihilate them. 
Other takes, uh, Nebraska, they are 11-point underdogs at home against Oklahoma. Remember, under Scott Frost, every single game was a close loss, including to Georgia State, which got him fired. For Georgia Southern, I don't really care. Georgia something. Georgia should have beat him. What's what the S and the GSU stands for? 11-point underdogs, 10.5-point underdogs at home against Oklahoma. The fired coach game is a thing. They will absolutely cover the spread. They might even win outright. They are plus 330 to win the game. Money line, I would say no doubt about it. Nebraska is the bet to cover the spread, even money line, if you uh, if you're nasty. Notre Dame, same thing. Notre Dame, I'm going to call this the dick in the dirt game. Uh, their coach is, this is the most important game of his career. If he loses his game, they should just fire him now and just pay him. Because he can't do it. Defensive coaches, we just had this conversation about Brandon Staley and the Chargers. Defensive coaches don't understand that offense is more important than every single defensive thing that they've ever learned at any point in time ever. You should trade all of his players for offensive players. Duh. How how are they, how, how is Utah in the uh, how are they in the Rose Bowl? Because they score. They play tough defense. They score, 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 score. Notre Dame is eleven and a half point favorites at home against Cal. Uh, the Dick and the Dirt game. I think they're gonna. embarrass Cal because Cal is a team that can't recruit big people. They only play offense. Notre Dame's offense is going to run it down their throat. I think. I think Notre Dame covers. I also think BYU gets crushed on the road at Oregon. BYU is ranked number 12. Oregon is ranked 25. Oregon's just, Oregon is actually really good. BYU beat Baylor, which is a great matchup for them because, like I said, Baylor is the Big 12 team in the past five years that has been prioritizing defense. No, stop it, stupid. What? Shush. Offense, receivers win games. Ole Miss is 16.5-point favorites against Georgia Tech. That'll be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. They will, they'll win by 30. Georgia Tech is garbage. What was going to be the big game of the weekend before Auburn hired that horny nincompoop from Boise State, Penn State down on the plains at Auburn. Penn State's favored by 3.5. I like Penn State to win outright. I do not like them to cover the spread. The odds just aren't that good. It's plus 100 for them to cover the spread, 3.5. I don't know. It's kind of a strange number. I don't love it. Those are my favorite college football things that are going on this weekend. Pay attention to Syracuse. You want to sound smart? Like, I think Syracuse is this year's Wake Forest. That'll blow people's minds if you say that. Let's move on to the NFL preview. It's Football Friday. Uh, here are my best bets and the things I think are going to happen. Detroit is going to just destroy Washington. Caveat, we don't know who's going to play in that game. Detroit's offensive line could have some injuries, and if they do, I take it back. The Jets are going to cover. They're six-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against Cleveland. This all this sport is about matchups. The Jets have defensive linemen. The Panthers did not. They have some guys that can kind of rush the passers, but but not really. It's it's all about matchups. The Cleveland Brown, they have Jacoby Brissett. They run the ball down your throat. It's not going to work against the Jets the same way. The Jets might even win this game, but six and a half, easy. The Jaguars, same thing. The Jaguars are playing the Colts. The Jags own the Colts. It's on the road. It's oh, excuse me, it's at home, which make it hot. The Jags own the Colts. They own them. And I love the Jags. And I don't think that the Colts are going to have an easy time scoring. Falcons are, I mean, I'm all on the underdogs this week. Falcons are 10-point underdogs at home against the Rams. I think the Rams are full of shite. The Stars and Scrubs thing uh, only works if you're playing a team with no, and they're 10-point underdogs, right? I don't think the Falcons are going to win, but I absolutely think they're going to cover. I don't think... That uh, Rams, uh, that Rams offensive line is garbage, and the Falcons got home against the Saints, who have a good offensive line. The Packers are ten-point favorites against the Bears. They should be seventeen-point favorites easily. Seventeen-point favorites. The Titans. Uh, I like them over the Bills to cover the spread. The Bills are going to win, obviously, but the Titans are a tough team. Mike Vrabel is like top five coach in the NFL right there with Tomlin, maybe even better than Belichick. Who knows? The Eagles are one and a half point favorites against the Vikings. I think that. 
I don't know what's going to happen in that game, but my opinion is that whoever wins is going to win big. So I picked the Eagles just because the, they're covering the spread. Um, it's only one and a half, which means when it's one and a half or or a pick them, just pick the over under or just pick the outright winner. Like, don't bet a one and a half point spread. The odds are just not worth it. I also like the over in New England and Pittsburgh. Uh, TJ Watt is out for the year with a torn peck. That's going to help Mac Jones a lot, who's like not mobile at all. So some of my, my best bets, the things I absolutely think are going to happen, the Lions will cover one and a half against the Commanders. Uh, the Falcons will cover nine and a half against the Rams. The Rams offensive line, they suck. Grady Jarrett is elite. And the Packers will cover nine and a half against the Bears on uh, Sunday Night Football, which, God damn it, get the Bears off primetime. What the fuck? Does Chicago even like watching them anymore? There's no way. They just cannot possibly like watching them anymore. The Lions this weekend are favored to win a ball game for the first time in 24 games. And I like them as the best bet. Jeff Bezos talking to Roger Goodell in the booth last night, and everybody made the same goddamn joke. Hey, what was that joke? I'll bring it up for you on your screen. Here it is. Roger, 10111011001. Jeff, 00110011111101. Uh, get it? Because they're robots and psychos. There's no chance that Bezos is a robot, but Goodell obviously is. Like, rate, review, subscribe. We'll be back in better than ever on Monday to review Syracuse. Syracuse and Detroit. Pay attention. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. <laughs>